You're listening to the Hustle Inspires Hustle podcast. Here, we'll help you unlock the secrets of entrepreneurship and self-development. This is your host, Alex Quinn. I'm a full-stack marketing executive and global keynote speaker. Get ready to get real-world knowledge from top-level entrepreneurs and world-class business leaders. What's up, everyone? I'm Chris Voss. Yo, yo, this is Grant Cardone. What's up, guys? This is Ezra Firestone, and you're listening to Hustle Inspires Hustle, the podcast. What's going on, everybody? This is Alex Quinn, and you're tuned in to another episode of Hustle Inspires Hustle. On today's episode, we have Joshua Church, co-founder of Edge Theory Labs. (laughs) What's going on, Josh? Hey, man. Just doing the thing. Pleasure to be here. Excited for a conversation. Hey, man. I've been really into cold plunges lately. It's been my life for the past few months, and I'm really excited to have you on here. I've never had somebody jump on here who's an expert who runs a business in this specific space. So it's an absolute honor to have you on here. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Love it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Happy to be here. Yeah. So you're tuned in right now from San Diego. That's where you guys headquarters are at? Yes, sir. Based in San Diego. We've got a really cool office space. I'm coming to you from our conference room with the frosty images of icebergs and glaciers in the background. And then we have our office space. And then in the back, we've got a really cool labs area, as we like to call it. So we've got a sauna, like a big 10-person sauna, a couple cold tubs. We got exercise equipment, lifting facility. We got it all down here. So we like to tinker with all the biohacking and fun take care for our team. Shit, I should have flown to you guys for this podcast. That sounds yeah. like my Disneyland over there. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, we even got a, a EWAT exercise with oxygen therapy. So the big bag with oxygen concentrator. So you hook up the mask while you're on the bike or the erg. And it's just a crazy workout, a little metabolic slingshot. So we'll have, we'll have you over next time. We'll do, we'll, do this, we'll do the follow-up podcast in person. Yeah, man, I've done a bunch of travel podcasts. I did one with Andy Frazella. I'm not sure if you're familiar with oh, him. Yeah, we flew, cool. flew over to St. Louis. That was pretty cool. We've had a few experiences flying around. But listen, man, I want to understand, Joshua, why, why recovery? Why health? Why this route? Why did you take this route? It's a great question. I didn't decide to choose this route. This route decided to choose me. And I, and mm-hmm. I say that truly wholeheartedly. I was someone that was just in the go mode. I was someone, you know, grew up being an athlete and just go, 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 achievement, go. And I got to the point with, through some health challenges that I was literally forced on this path. I was forced on the path to focus on healing. I had chronic mm-hmm. pain in my back. I had multiple knee surgeries. I had a, I was hours away from having my my leg amputated from a high school football injury. And it all culminated with uh, when I was 21, 20, 20 years old in my freshman year in college and I had appendicitis and the doctor messed up the surgery, nicked an artery. So I was bleeding internally in the hospital for extended stay, blood transfusions. And I just got to this point where I was like, oh my goodness, seriously, what do I got to do to get healthy here? Like, how do I got to stay healthy? I just, I was in so much pain, felt like absolutely no trust in my body and just disconnected. And I think a lot of us can relate to that of like feeling not, not in our body, right? Not, no trust in our body, yeah. not home in our body. And then it led me to, all right, I got to figure out a way because I cannot live. This is no quality of life for me in my early twenties to think about my future. And then that put me on the path. I was open. Yoga came in as a big part that jumpstarted my path, cold immersion, breath work, Wim Hof method, all these things. Just, I started the path. And once I started the path, it was 
it just, I started changing my life truly one step at a time, one tool at a time. And, and that, that led me on this path and eventually to the, the curiosity and the passion towards healing myself and then sharing that with other people. And then the vehicle of edge theory labs is a, is a physical product in a way to, to provide these tools with other people. So that's how it really forced me on this path, man. There was no other way. It's funny how life takes a turn. In that moment, it must have felt like complete hell going through that because it's kind of like back-to-back things. And you're like, what the hell do I got to do to be good? And then it leads you down this career path. That's amazing. What, what were you trying to do before? Like, what were you passionate about before you you, you thought yeah. you were going to do this? Yeah, man. It's, you know, it's one thing after, for me, it was like, it was one thing after the next. And it was just like, I, I, I got to do something, right? And it's like, one, one of my friends always said that I, I love saying is, you know, the, the universe first whispers before it talks and before it shouts. And it got to the point where it was shouting at me, like, you got to fix some things. And and I listened. But what I was doing before, I was, I, I had a pretty unique path in education. So I went to school in Miami of Ohio, Miami University, outside of Cincinnati, great school, great entrepreneurship and business school. And I I, I did, did the college thing. I was there for two years. But after my second year, I had the opportunity to go to San Francisco for this co-op internship program where I could work a full-time internship at a startup company that I could choose. And then I would be able to transfer back full credit. So I was like, sure, amazing. I want to get to the West Coast. And I did that from fall of my junior year was a was the second person on the marketing team at a, at a at a company that had raised 120 million dollars of venture back money and I was learning so much and doing this internship and I was working with people that you know built the Amazon Kindle or people that were one of the first people at Lululemon from branding and it was just learning so much and and I had the opportunity to come on full time so I ended up never going back to college after that I still graduated online thankfully they they helped they helped to help me get that diploma but uh, I ended up just entering the workforce right away. So I was with that company for a little bit and o- moved down to LA to open up the LA market. And But then really past that, I, I was director of operations in an online startup company in the online coaching space. So we were working with doing business coaching for nutritionists, dietitians, physical therapists, mm. personal trainers, kind of right place, right time with that. I was first employee at that company. We grew that to about 20, 20 employees and I was loving doing what I was doing there. That segued me into doing my own thing as well with my own book of business and my own clients I was working with. And and then the health and wellness side of things was kind of in the background that became a passion. Edge Theory Labs was a, was a passion project in the background that eventually led me to be able to take that step full time in, in 2022. Okay, so Edge Theory Labs started in 2022. Correct. We launched April 1st, 2022. We had been ideating for about two years and prototyping and developing my cousin and I for about two years. And it was really just a fun cousin project that we wanted to build. We wanted to build cold stuff for ourselves because I was tired of buying mm. ice, my cold immersion and a mission. Wanna, exactly. And I don't want to spend $20,000 on an, on an ice bath. Even if I could, I lived in an apartment balcony, so I didn't have space for it. So we started this, uh, this kind of cousin project of how do we, how do we build an ice bath? That we don't need ice that can clean itself. that can cool itself and be somewhat portable so that I can put it on my balcony or we could take it with us when we're traveling for a Ironman triathlon, like this fun stuff that we like to do. So that was kind of the impetus for us starting this project. So we, we slow drifted two years, like kind of fun tinkering. And then somewhere along that route, we realized, wow, I think there's a market for this. And I think that there's a real need that we can hit, especially with this price point around the 5k price point. If we can bring this to market, I think we can do something pretty cool in the space. And, and so we launched April 1st, 2022, and it was a, you know, we never looked back. We sold out of our pre-order within 60 days and <laughs> grew, grew rapidly through that year. And then 2023 has been just a absolutely trajectory launching year for us. So that's a little bit about the inception of, of, of Edge. 
Congrats. You guys are coming up on your two years. That's amazing. Time flies, especially yeah. when you're having fun. Something like that. So, so tell me about the Ironman competitions. You had a few knee surgeries. You've had some challenges, obviously, with the things that you spoke about. How has that been? You know, how, how has the experience of the Ironman competitions been? Great question. I, I got into triathlon early when I, when I decided I wanted to start to shift my health because it was a way for me, especially after my knee surgeries, biking and swimming are very low impact activities on the body that are great cardio and great for your health. Running was great too, obviously more impact on the body, but I looked at that as, okay, those are, those are good. Those are good things I can train. And I decided to do an Olympic distance triathlon, which is, you know, less than a mile swim. It's like a you know, a, a 20 some mile bike ride and then like a six mile run. So I was like, all right, let me sign up for this. I did it, kicked my ass, but it was really cool. And I got the bug. I'm like, huh, I want to do that again. So I did that again with Rob this time and we kind of caught the bug and we're like, all right, well, maybe we can do double that, which is a half Ironman. Like that sounds crazy, but let's do a couple more Olympics, did a couple more Olympics. And then it became feasible to do half after the first half we were just beat up. We were like, that's crazy. I don't think I'm ever do that again. And I can't even imagine how someone could do a full Ironman, which is double that length. So we're talking a full Ironman is a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and then a full marathon, 26.2 mile run. And oh my God. Even just in, in, yeah, in one, in one day within doing that within 18 hours. It's like, oh no. the thought of that was like, oh, that's, that's <laughs> disgusting. Right. And but we did another couple halves and we were just like, ah, you know, there's this kind of itch. Like, is it possible? Signed yeah, up. Yeah, do it. And, yeah. And we, uh, we just this past, actually just a month ago, November 19th, completed my first full Ironman. It was six years in the making, man. It was so beautiful. Six. Six years in the making to get to this place. And and something great too. I always love telling people about this goal. Like people are like, oh, congrats. Like amazing. You're smashing these goals. And I'm like, yes. And this one took me six years to get to. This was not like a one year. Oh, I'm going to do this goal. But you know, a few you get weeks the or something. No, it's yeah. Totally. But you get more than half a decade. Half, more than half a decade, brother. And and really for me, it was it was a beautiful moment to cross that finish line. It took me 16 hours, but we did it. We got across that finish line. And it was a great, it was a great recognition for just how far I've come in my healing journey and just what's possible for me too. To think about someone that was living in such chronic back pain that I had to sit down or take knees when I would be walking places. And yeah. one that had such distrust in my body that I thought I was going to be in a wheelchair by the time I was 30 years old to then at mm. 29 be able to do something that seems so impossible to me and so it seems so impossible to so many people to the average person to complete that and do that like ah oh, that's what it's about and that's what I aim to do and inspire people that they can do it as well whatever their impossible is that they can define and redefine themselves and and again it can take years to do but that's what it's about you make those shifts and you can unlock this next level of yourself this version of yourself that's just waiting dormant for you did you get emotional when you finished mm. <laughs> oh yeah. I was, I was, I was, I was a wreck. I was bawling my eyes out. You know, <laughs> I figured, I figured like you probably cried, <laughs> dude. I cried. I was crying doing, I, I would cry during training when I would just visualize crossing the finish line. Like when I'd be on a run, I would literally get emotional just thinking about just of how far my body, how far I've been able to come and my relationship with my body. That's what it's about for me. It's about improving this relationship with our body. We all have we, we, we live our life just overstimulated in our mind, especially as entrepreneurs or go-getters. We're like, we're up here. We're like, okay, cool. Stimulated, email, computer, digital. We're like, boo, 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 boo. We're high level. But then all of a sudden there's this, a deep breath that can bring us back into our body. How, how is our shoulders? How's our posture? How are we breathing? Are we, are we shallow? Are we, are we dripping cortisol with stress being overstimulated? 
Mm. Are we relaxed? Where's our heart rate at? Where's our breath at? Where's our mind at? And as yeah. I start to tap more into that, I realize that this is the way because we can lead from that place of intuition. Once we're in, in our bodies, we all have that feeling of intuition or that gut feeling. And that's a feeling that's not just something that happens by luck. That's something we can foster. That's something that we can tune something. It's a muscle we can build. And, and the more that I've been able to build that muscle and go inward and work with my body and build that relationship with my body, the healthier I've been, the more I've been able to listen to myself, slow down when I need to, to, to be healthy and well and access a level of vibrancy and well-being that I didn't think was possible and energy I didn't think was possible. And then also the more informed my decision-making has been in business, the better business decisions we've been able to make, the better timing and bets we've been able to, to make and cash in on that, that are just crazy to me and crazy to most people that we're able to actually achieve wild results. And, and really that does stem from being able to go inward building that relationship with my body, my intuition, and leading from that place forward. Hey, I just wanted to jump in really quick to tell you about how to train yourself in organization, balancing your priorities, developing successful habits, and most importantly, having a better mindset. I'm giving free access to resources and materials on business management and self-development. Go to hustleinspireshustle.com forward slash app to get access and make sure to follow us on youtube instagram facebook linkedin and twitter on hustle inspires hustle okay let's get back to the episode yeah man your relationship with yourself is really important because it gets really easy to just go and go and go and go and red line and red line it's important to recover and a lot of people for example they think they're getting sleep they're not getting they're really not getting good sleep he who recovers, she who recovers, could be sleeping the same amount of hours as somebody else, but if they're sleeping deeper, they're recovering different. And I felt that tracking it through my whoop. I felt that doing cryotherapy. Yep. Look, doing cryotherapy. I felt it doing cold plunges, which I I got a cold plunge like a month ago. And I've been doing it like three, three, four times a week. Yeah. Let me tell you where I felt it. It helped me the most. And I'm no expert here. But I'm going to tell you what my experience has been like. My experience has been, I feel more energetic. Mm. So I'm definitely, there has to be some like boost in testosterone there, especially working out after. I felt more joyful prior to purchasing the cold plunge. I, for, for like some weeks, I, I had been waking up, like feeling kind of down, dude. And not really understanding why. And I, I, I kind of got tired of it. And I like late November, a few weeks ago, I was, I was watching videos about cold plunge therapy, even Andy Frazella, who we talked about, he, he has his, <clears throat> and I was like, I could spend some money and not feel this way. I'm going to spend some money and not feel this way. So at least for just those things that I just mentioned immediately within the first five days, I noticed the difference within the first five days, I got my money's worth. So <laughs> I was really happy about that. And more importantly, it's kind of like, like positive peer pressure. Like my whole family's cold plunging now. Like I love it. You remember some family who hate the cold, but they felt the difference. Like, you know, one of my family members, for example, has a skin issue, autoimmune psoriasis. Dude's getting in the cold plunge and the next for like the next two days, he's not itchy. His mm. skin, like my goodness, all these things. So dude, I want to let you know that as a marketer, my main, I'm a, I, you're on the podcast with me right now. My main business is marketing. I run ads for people. So okay. for me, one of the biggest things in, in, in my marketing career has, has been to 
surround myself with businesses who do ethical business, who are actually helping people out. So I think it's really cool that, you know, you went through these challenges health-wise, whatever challenges you went through, rather than maybe feeling sorry for yourself and, you know, letting that negatively influence your life, you and your partner turned it into a company. Mm -hmm. And this company helps people. So with that, I have a question for you, Joshua. Absolutely. What was the moment, bro, that you realized the potential of cold water immersion for broader audiences more than just athletes? Because we've heard a lot about athletes, high-level performers using this, but it's becoming a thing now where the general market is buying these things. People are putting this in their balconies, in their homes. When did you kind of catch on to this and you know, how has it been? Yeah, I love that question. Quite early on, I would say in 2019, in March of 2019, I went on a Wim Hof Method retreat to Iceland. And that was the first time that I experienced like the true healing benefits of the cold. Like, yeah, I grew up at that point. I'd done ice baths before for athletic recovery. Growing up in high school, we had trash cans outside of our training room. It was pretty <laughs> fun. I actually went back uh, a couple weeks ago and set up a set up one of our edge tubs at our high school. I donated one to our high school so they could upgrade from the trash can game. And it was pretty cool to set one up in the exact same space that I used to take ice baths, you know, over a decade ago in high school, same spot. Pretty cool. So full circle. Uh, totally. So I mean, I, I grew up in the same way. It's like, all right, you know, athletes take ice baths. It's good for soreness, good for inflammation. Okay, great. But then when I went to Iceland, I started, you know, tapping into this whole other, like really this whole other spiritual element to cold immersion and ice baths and this energetic play to it, which was very interesting to me. And being able to 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 work with work with the cold as a teacher and work with these subtleties of you, a lot of people fear the cold. I, we fear the cold it, because cold mm -hmm. means cold represents death for us. Cold represents fear of life. It, it represents mm -hmm. our, our body goes into fight or flight mode, but therein lies the benefit. If we can consciously and willfully do that, also known as hormetic stress, something that we're willfully going into like a high intensity interval training workout, a sauna session, hormetic stress has proved to, to, to do wonders for our, our health, our well-being, and our longevity and our st overall stress level. So stress can actually be good in some ways, but being able to say, okay, and this is why I love facilitating it is I I'm afraid of this thing. And you get someone who's afraid of it and you get them to be able to work through those layers and go do the thing and go to it, go through a two minute or three minute cold immersion. You get out and you're like, oh my God, I can conquer the world. I just did the thing. Mm -hmm. It scared me the most. And, and how is that a mechanism, especially for entrepreneurs, for go-getters, for people that are, are dreaming big and are working towards those dreams? How does that work as a microcosm of doing the thing that scares you the most or doing the thing that you dread doing the most? Every morning when I wake up and I'm in my warm covers, getting in the ice bath is the last thing I want to do. But I do it anyway because it builds that muscle of resilience. It builds that muscle of willpower. It builds that promise to myself that I'm going to keep and honor. So there, as I started tuning into some of these benefits and, and really the benefit around how do you greet stress and actually relax into it? How do you greet the intensity of a moment? And instead of grip and white knuckle your way through it and lead yourself to burnout, how do you actually take a deep breath and relax into it? Let it go. Dichotomy yeah. there. How do we, how do we breathe into that discomfort? How do we find comfort in that discomfort? How do we, how do we find strength in that surrender? So I started tuning into some of these deeper benefits of it when I was in Iceland in March, 2019. And then 
And then as I started doing more research into it and sharing it with other people, I thought, wow, this is a broad application because like you said, five days in, you got your money's worth and you you saw the benefits. Your, your family member who was dealing with psoriasis going in and being able to to reduce their systemic inflammation, which we know autoimmune and, and, and the root of all modern disease is, is inflammation. So if we can decrease our inflammation on a systemic level, then we're gonna, we're gonna fix at the root level with the root cause, a lot of these symptoms and these symptomatic uh, flare-ups and infl inflammatory responses we're seeing in something like psoriasis or, or itchy, itchy skin. So the proof is in the pudding. And I'm like, wow, okay, you get someone in right away, they're like different. They're coming out feeling energetic. You can't fake the dopamine increase. You can't fake the <laughs> no. You can't fake that. And so you feel that yeah. and like, oh, if people try this, they can really shift and feel different. So that's when I started realizing there was more of an, of an appeal mass market. And then I saw my mom got into it. My mom was this warm, warm blooded, short, fiery Moroccan woman and who hates the cold. And I saw her start to do it for how it gave her energy and helped with her arthritis and helped with her, helped relieve some of the, some of the body aches that she had. And I thought, wow, there's a whole market for this, especially because the science and literature suggests that we don't need to make it as cold as we think it is. All the best literature is done at 57 Fahrenheit or 14 Celsius, which is not that. That's cold. what I do. Yeah. So yeah. Great. Perfect. And I recommend everybody start with that as well, because you can get all the benefits that people are talking about. It doesn't have to be ice and getting at 57 is a lot more approachable than getting in with ice formed around you. So mm -hmm. uh, from there, there's a whole, there's a whole bigger market here that we can, we can bring these, uh, th this medicine to. I love to hear that you have a uh, Moroccan blood. I've been to your country. Um, love it. And I, and I had a blast. I went, dude, like eight years ago, I spent uh, New Year's Eve in the desert. That was pretty badass. Epic. Um, Epic. Family trip. Oh my goodness, man. I can't, I cannot wait to go back. I love it. It's are you big on traveling? Because I saw you, you you did that retreat. Are you big on traveling? Like yes, yes, sir. Yeah, I love love traveling. I'm I've been fortunate. I mean, one of the greatest gifts I would say that my parents gave me and my siblings was the gift of travel. Growing up, being able to go explore and to to travel to different countries, different cities, different places, such a gift. I mean, it's there's this. I love this cliche line. I mean, the best lines are cliche because it's cliche for a reason, but there's this great right. line, which is travel is the only thing that you can spend money on that actually makes you richer. And I so believe that to be true, you know, investing into traveling. And for those that are fortunate, like myself, that are fortunate enough to be able to, I just, I love traveling so much because it, it it brings you out of your normal realm of thinking. It brings you out of your comfort zone and it, and it exposes you to humanity in a different way, which can broaden your, your perspective and perception and get out of the kind of the, the, the day to day. And, and really can shift some major things for yourself and help you decide how you want to live your life, regardless of where you live. So it's such a beautiful teacher. Yeah. And, and you know, and you get to implement, for example, you traveled for, for that retreat and yeah. that helps you personally, that helps your business because you bring all of that wisdom, you bring all of that knowledge back to your team, to your partner, to, to your clients. So all of that stuff is really important, man. Now, look, there's something I would like to ask you. Can you tell me about a significant obstacle that you had in building your device and how you overcame it? Definitely. Oh man, it's, there's obstacles all the time. One of my mentors always told me that, let me rephrase that. One of, one of my best friends and mentors and former employer at the last job I was at he always said Xander Fryer's his name, amazing guy. Great job on the podcast too, if you want. But Xander, Xander said, 
the size of our business is dictated by the size of the problems we're able to solve. And I love mm -hmm. that. And I always, I always like understood that intellectually, but then owning a business started to really get that. And we would, you know, we would tell that a lot to our clients of you know, a lot of, a lot of the entrepreneurs we worked with were, were six figure entrepreneurs making that bridge to becoming a seven figure entrepreneur and solopreneur. And so the, you know, the level of problems that you solve it, running a six figure business are very different than the level of problems you solve running a seven figure business and oh, yeah. lies from seven figures to eight figures, which is the, you know, the, the, the growth that we've been, you know, we've been operating on. And so there's obstacles all the time. I would say, let's say one obstacle in particular, you know, early on with manufacturing is a totally new business for me. So I, I come from that online world where you can make a shift to products very quickly, you launch things very quickly. It's a really quick timeline on things. Amazing. Love that part of that business. There's some drawbacks where I, I love physical products that online doesn't give you as well. But with physical, one of the biggest challenges is manufacturing timelines. You know, it, it'll take us months from when we actually start manufacturing, a, you know, a, a production lot of, of chillers that we're going to do in 100 to 300 at a time, let's say. It'll take us months before, like three to six months sometimes before we actually have that ready to ship to a customer. So we're constantly doing production runs. But the challenge with hardware is, for example, one of our production runs, we, you know, we ran into a delay and we had to communicate that delay to customers. So I had to get on the phone. I, I've personally called and one of our other team members and my co-founder, we personally called down the list because we were delaying the orders. And that was something that, that I didn't love to be able to deliver that news and didn't want to think people that, that, to, that I didn't want people to think that we didn't care about them. So we physically called every single person to let them know, offer them a partial refund and to make good on our, on our delivery. So that was one obstacle. Another obstacle is with the actual manufacturing of the unit. And one of our early production runs of a new product, we had one of the, you know, one of the, the parts when we, when we brought here, we found wasn't working properly. So we had to do a, you know, a post-production quality check on every single unit and make a shift to every single unit, make a manufacturing shift after it left the factory. And that was a big obstacle and challenge as we're working against timeline. So there's, you know, <laughs> you tell me, ask me the month, the, the week, the day, and I'll tell you the challenge and the obstacle that we're dealing with. But, but being able to roll with those punches and not get too high on the highs and not get too low on the lows and do it with a team that you trust and, and, and find the fun in that as well. Just like, all right, there's nothing we can do besides laugh. Like, oh, Okay, there's this delay. You just got to figure it out. Yeah. You figure it out and you trust your resolve to figure it out. It all works out, man. So listen, Michelle, who is my partner and helps me run the podcast, also digital marketer as well. She shared with me that you guys had a 433% year over year growth. Is that right? Yeah. And, and and I see here that it's without traditional marketing. T tell me tell me what that means to you or tell me yeah. how how that came to be. Correct. Yeah. We actually closer to six X star business from 2022 to 2023. We traditional marketing. What I mean by that is that we didn't start a paid marketing strategy until we were a year in. So mm -hmm. the first year of our business, we built and we did our first, let's say three to $4 million in sales of just organic marketing. So we leveraged influencer marketing, athlete marketing, organic, investing deep into content and building a great content strategy and uh, building a yeah, great UGC plus high production value content and storytelling and leveraging those right partners and athletes and, and influencers and celebrities to, to, to grow our reach and to grow our brand in a very organic way. So that way, when we did decide to turn on paid marketing, we had that great foundation to start with. So something I highly recommend for any entrepreneur, regardless of what you're doing is 
build that organic base and then use paid as a way to scale versus become reliant on paid. That's going to be 99% of your business. And then you're at the whim of an algorithm changing or, or, you know, things shifting in your, in, you know, negatively in your favor. So being able to build organic first was how we, how we accomplished that. I love that, man. I love that you guys started with the content, influencer marketing, all that stuff is extremely important. It's good that you didn't neglect one thing or the other. Sometimes you talk to people, oh, I don't do ads. I just do this. Oh, I don't do organic. I just do ads. No, dude, you don't want to be a one-legged stool. Okay. You don't want to get caught slipping and you never know when one of your sales channels is going to take a dip. Yep. Uh, you, you don't know that an ad account gets shut down, some issue with a pixel, whatever. You, you're in the business, you know, but you, you did have experience from your previous engagements in marketing and in, in, in promotions. So yep. it, it, it kind of, I guess, came naturally for you, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think is the most misunderstood aspect of cold plunging? I think the most misunderstood aspect of cold plunging is what we were talking about earlier, which is that it, it doesn't need to be that cold and it's not just for crazy people and extreme athletes, elite athletes. <laughs> it, there, there's the, a host of benefits from a, you know, most of our customers are everyday people that are using our edge tub and they're, they're losing weight as a result of it. They're having more energy to be present with their kids. Most of our, most of our, our customers are not elite athletes and we work with some of the best and most elite athletes in the entire world, which we love and we're, we're, we're humbled by. But I would say the most misunderstood thing about cold immersion and cold plunging is that it doesn't, you don't need to be an elite athlete or someone who's just like a complete hardo that's like getting up at 4am and getting into 30 degree water every single day to get the benefits of it. There's a whole host of benefits for the everyday go-getter. I feel you don't need to be Mark Wahlberg waking up at 3 a.m. Like <laughs> jumping in the cold plunge. Exactly. I get exactly. you. I, I thought that too before because I, I found that about my cold plunge, about my cold plunge, about cold plunging through my mentor. So what, what one, of, one of my best friends and mentors in the industry, Who's I went in his house. His name is Jeremy. He's a marketer as well. His name is Jeremy Haynes. Oh, cool. he, he he runs ads like I do. That's that's our livelihood. And okay. what one of his things to bring stress down and and, you know, be leveled out is cold plunging. Yep. And at first, I, I remember in Miami, he he had a penthouse in Miami with his cold plunge overlooking the whole city. And I remember he's like, oh yeah, this is a cold plunge. I'm like, why the fuck does this guy have a fucking cold ass tub in his, like to me, right. it was insane. It was like, right. what the fuck is, what is this? Yep. He's like, oh, I spent like 7,000. I'm like, $7,000, what the fuck? It was crazy to me. Put my hand in, he's like, you want to get in? Hell no, I don't want to get in. And then I started, I guess it was like a peer pressure thing. Everybody in the group is like, oh, no, no, I got my cold plunge. I got my cold plunge. It's all that, you know, the cortisol, testosterone, inflammation, this. I mean, you know what? If all of these successful men and women around me are doing this thing, they have no reason to lie to me. They don't have an affiliate code. Like, they're not going to make a commission off the sale. I started looking into it. And I told my when I told my family I was going to get it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this big ass tub thing. They're like, you're going to put a big ass tub thing in the back? You're going to get in there cold as water and now everybody's getting in. So, you know, we have a lot of bad habits sometimes as human beings. Oh, we drink, we smoke, we do that, whatever, the, whatever everybody, uh, whoever's vice is. But it's good to have this type of thing and, and instill that in your family and in your friends and, and make it part of your routine, right? So, Joshua, that being said, I, I want you to share your personal, if, you, if it's okay with you, your personal cold plunge routine. How often do you plunge? How long? At what temperatures? How, how is your routine? 
Yeah, absolutely. My my routine, I, I really like it in the morning, first thing after I wake mm-hmm. up as a way to just get the system going. There's, you know, promotes wakefulness, of course, wakes wakes your ass up real quick in that cold water. But then also what it does from your you know, body temperature warming back up after and promoting wakefulness. And then also because, you know, it's like as as entrepreneurs, we we relate to the eat the frog sentiment of you know, do the thing that you fear doing the first thing, eat the frog first thing in the morning. And then the rest of your day is going to be a lot easier. And I really hold that to be true. Like I know that when I get into that ice bath, I, 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 and I, I have the intention that I'm setting this, I'm setting the tone for the rest of the day that I'm going to lean into the hard thing and I'm not going to shy away from it, but I'm going to lean into it and embrace it. And if I can do this and put myself physiologically in something that's really challenging, then the tough conversation I have coming up with our business, with a business partner or the email inbox I have, or the to-do list I have, is going to pale in comparison to what I just did. So I like mm. it in the morning for that. So I'm going in for uh, a temperature. Right now I'm liking the temp of like 47 to 50, kind of that just the sub 50 range. Sometimes I'll, I'll like more of the 50 range. Sometimes I go cool, colder and I like to go, you know, low 40s to give myself that extra shock. But but I, my, my typical range is probably like that pretty much daily in the morning. I'm not, I'm not too hard on like every single day I've got a streak going. I travel sometimes. I travel a lot. So when I on the days that I travel, I'll just do it earlier in the morning. But usually that's the time frame I like in that morning segment. And from a timing duration, I'm in there for maybe two minutes of time, two to three minutes, sometimes a little shorter, sometimes a little bit longer. I don't time myself anymore. I just go in and I, I'm, I'm focused on my breath and I'm really in an inward, it's really an intimate process for me. So I'm just in my breath. I'm in my zone and I dunk my head. I love a good head dunk when I first get in and then before I get out, regulate the breathing. So that's kind of the staple. And then I would say probably three to four times a week, I'll do it again in the evening after sauna session. So like I said, here at our office, I'll do a sauna session with one of our, one of our team members at some point, uh, or I'll take a lot of meetings in the sauna. Anytime I can do a sauna meeting, and instead of doing coffee with someone, I'll do a sauna ice bath meeting. I love it. So I will, I'll do, I'll do probably another three to four times a week an ice bath in the evening after doing a sauna session. And so those days I'll double up in the, from the morning. So that's, that's my cold plunge routine. Very similar to mine. Awesome. I'm glad I'm kind of on the right track. Cause I mean, you know what the fuck you're doing, bro. <laughs> this is your industry. I, I was just hoping I was uh, doing a good job. Yeah. Um, well, and just on that note, just to just interject here, it's, if it works for you and your body, you're doing a good job. And that's one thing I want to empower everybody with is that, um, Start with a protocol like we're talking about or start with something that someone recommends, but then very quickly find what works for you and leave the rest. Find what works for your body because my body responds really well to that. One of my best friends, he goes into 37 and he loves it. That's super cold, as cold as you can get. And he's in there for five minutes, six minutes every time. And that works really well for him. Our head of sales at our in our in our company at Edge Theory Labs, Chad, who's who's a brother of mine and and just the most amazing energetic in-house energizer bunny that we have. He goes in three to four times a day. He goes in there multiple times a day. He goes in the morning. He goes in after that you know morning segment before lunch. He goes in after lunch for a pick me up, and he goes in in the evening. And sometimes again randomly. So he goes in all the time. So find what works for you because everybody's a little bit different, and 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 create your ritual from that place. Okay. So to finalize, Josh, I want, I want um, to hear a few technical aspects from your device. I've seen other devices, see how they work. Give, give me some specs. How long, how, how cold does it get? How long does it take to chill? Obviously you don't need ice. Uh, yep. so how much space does it take? Just specs. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we built ours with, with a couple things in mind. We built it with portability, practicality, mm-hmm. 
and power. So from a, from a, from a portability standpoint, the tub itself is built from a, a military grade inflatable technology called drop stitch. It's the same thing that they use the military boats or they stand up inflatable stand up paddle boards. If you've seen those, it's like super durable, but when mm -hmm. it deflates, it packs into a backpack. So our tub does the same. So de empty and deflated oh, it fits into a backpack. So traveling with it's really easy, shipping it with it's really easy or setting it up like on a balcony, for example, is very easier being able to move it around. If you live in the, you know, in, in the cold weather state, in a cold weather state right now, a lot of our East coast customers have it inside in their garage or basement during the winter, but then they like to bring it outside during, you know, by their pool in the sunshine during the summer. So it gives you that flexibility with the tub. And then the tub connects with two hoses to a chiller unit. It's all in one, all contained chilling unit that that's on wheels. It plugs into regular electric, our edge tub elite model goes down to as cold as 37 degrees and it's, it goes up in heating mode as well. So you can get up to 104 degrees. So it becomes a mini hot tub. Mm. Love hot tub. I was just getting over, I had the flu last week, unfortunately, but I was able to jack my tub up to make it a mini hot tub. So I was able to go in the hot tub and have a nice hot soak when I was sick, which felt great. So that, that has that practicality and the power with that as well is that, is that it's a full one horsepower commercial grade compressor. Most of these cold tubs on the market are only a quarter horsepower. So it's going to take like eight hours to cool down, 10 hours to cool down when you first fill it up. And when you take multiple people through, the temperature is going to slowly spike up. But with our tub, it's going to take less than three hours. You're down as cold as 37. And when you're taking multiple people through, it's going to stay at a cold, it's going to stay at your desired set temp. So that's what we love about our tub with the power element. And then again, touching on practicality, no tools required. It's a simple setup, 15 minutes. I can set it up myself and I'm very not handy whatsoever. No electrician required. So standard outlet, no plumber required, just connect the hose, no tools, nothing like that. So it's really, it's a, we really built it to be a practical, a powerful and a portable unit and at a, at a, at a price point that fits really well in the market. So our edge tub elite, our top of the line models, 5,500, which is great compared to a lot of the, like you said, you know, your mentor oh, yeah. is at 7K, some of them at 10, 12, 15K. Well, so 20, there's some 20K yeah, yeah, exactly. ones. Yeah, it goes yeah. up and up. So, so we position ourselves to be to be to be really sweet spot in the market, which 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 is important. You know, to grow the business the way we have, it's it's clearly fit the right product to the right market. This is amazing. I was really pumped about having you on here, man. I really appreciate it, Josh. I've been seeing you guys for some time because obviously I was in the market. Michelle, like I said, had been sharing you guys a lot, and she's like, "Hey, we need to talk to them. This is going to be a great conversation because we talk about business here all the time, but yeah. you know." We got to take care of ourselves or else our business is going to be upside down. It's going to be fucked. So yeah, this is, this is when I was really looking forward to. And I'm glad that we ended the year doing this. I appreciate you taking the time to do this, man. It seems like you guys are doing some really amazing stuff. It seems like you have some really cool culture inside your company. It seems like you're somebody that overcomes and doesn't get stuck on obstacles, which is really great. And you perhaps inspired me to maybe do an Ironman one day. Maybe. I love it, man. <laughs> I love it. Oh. Maybe that all you need is that door open for just maybe that's all you need. Just a little space for curiosity for the miracles to come through, brother. That's it. Just a little space. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start with something smaller and send it your way. I'm like, Hey man, you inspired me to do, do it. it. That's, that's super cool. You, super cool. Let's do it. Yep. Always pushing the envelope. Always. All righty. Y'all you heard it. This is Alex Quinn, Joshua church from edge theory labs. Catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Hustle Inspires Hustle podcast. I'd appreciate it if you could share, leave a review, and subscribe to the show. 
Visit hustleinspireshustle.com forward slash app for more free resources, event invitations, and online courses to empower your personal and financial success. Learn about marketing, finances, business development, branding, strategic partnerships, and much more. If you're looking to further connect, check me out on Instagram or LinkedIn at Alex Quinn. That's A-L-E-X-Q-U-I-N. See you on the next episode.